You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals and broadcasting live from the Lakeland University Studios offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. That's lakeland.edu slash get started. Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk with our guy Don Wachillis, Journey House College Sports Show. He comes up uh, tonight from 6 until 8. And... Our guy Don Wachillis has Coach Baldwin uh, recently released uh, from Milwaukee. Let go. He'll join Don Wachillis coming up tonight between 6 and 8. So you'll be able to hear from Coach Baldwin, uh, the recently released coach from UW-Milwaukee tonight with Don Wachillis. So we'll talk to him coming up here in about 15 minutes. Uh, also, if you missed Shaka Smart, we'll play that back for you coming up here about 2.30 or so. And then, of course, Romney Makloff back today for the Romney Show. He'll join us for some crosstalk uh, before we get to his show coming up at 3 o'clock. So uh, if you have been out of the loop, because we haven't really talked about it necessarily on uh, the big show all that much today outside of reading a, a tweet or two, but uh, lead negotiators uh, Dan Halem uh, of MLB and Bruce Meyer for the Players uh, Association meeting today. Uh, and essentially, it's pretty much one-on-one or pretty close to it, John Heyman says, our Aussie MLB insider, uh, hoping that this works better than the larger groups they had uh, when they were in Jupiter. So, uh, we'll see what the end result of this is going to be uh, at the end of the day. And I uh, saw the first tweet about that they were going to meet today uh, earlier this morning, and I quote tweeted it, and I was like, hey, I said, well, okay. I said, maybe, just maybe, uh, this will be a good thing, right? Maybe uh, they'll maybe they'll be able to get this deal done maybe by Monday, you know? I, it got it tweeted it out there for Brewers fans. Uh, and my goodness gracious, y'all. Th- this, this stuff here drives me absolutely bonkers. I tweeted out, back at the bargaining table today for MLB. Will it get done by Monday, Brewers fans? We'll see. Fine. And I get responded with by this Eric dude who says, burn it down, will never be fixed, baseball is dead. 
another guy responds to him uh, and responds with a gif that says, this guy gets it. I I have a simple question for you. Simple. How much do you think this hurts baseball, this lockout? How much do you think it hurts it? Tim Allen yesterday, love me some Tim Allen. Yesterday filled in for Rami, talked a lot about the lockout. He went all the way back to like December. Went through like all the different headlines and stories and quotes and all that from December all the way up to present. And then at the end of the show, I heard Tim reference the fact that the average player's salary is like $4.3 million or something like that. And I, I'm here to tell you that's a fake number. A number is not real. I mean, it is real as far as, you know, how they get it. But it's not real uh, because as Ben Verlander pointed out, majority of this league is made up of guys making 600 grand or less. That, that's, that's what baseball is made up of. When you start talking about all the players that play over the course of the year, that's what it is. Now, those numbers uh, are skewed when you start talking about average salary because now we're factoring in guys making $20, $30 million a year and averaging them in with guys that are making less money. And that's the only reason why it gets down to $4 million is because of all these guys not making nearly as much money uh, at the end of the day. But either way. so. All this lockout talk yesterday and so forth. And then at one point yesterday, Tim Allen is uh, reading stuff. I think it was from the Brewers Facebook page. All these fans carrying on. Oh, screw them. I'm not going back. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm listening at my desk and driving in my car for different parts of this. And I'm going, y'all are just crazy. You've lost your mind is what's happened here. Or you have selective memory. Or maybe you don't remember back to 1994. Maybe you don't remember back to losing a World Series and so forth. Guys, we all came back. We all came back. Now, there are some stubborns that said, well, you put me into the tax category for Miller Park. Screw you. I didn't want to be in the tax category. I didn't want to be one of the five counties that that got the tax added on to them. So I'm never going to a game there ever. Okay, so there's probably like, I don't know, 3% of you that actually didn't go to a game since then. Maybe 5%, I don't know. There's not many of you, trust me. Everybody's been in that place for more more or less. And by this point in time, all these years later. So y'all came back around and y'all went to the games. Why? Because they're fun. Why? Because you love the Brewers. Or you love tailgating. Or you love an artist that played there. I got myself Eric Church tickets. We're going to see Eric Church at American Family Field coming up uh, May 28th, day after my birthday. Now, God only knows what kind of shape Kay will be in by that point, being pregnant. Uh, but we're going. That's that's the plan. You an Eric Church guy? Not really. Uh, in my area, there was so much country music playing. and you, I'm, it was I'm overload for you? A, a little bit. I am at least familiar, though. Well, there's was, a country station in that cluster, right? The Cow or whatever yeah, it's that called? Yeah, that right. was our company. Your sister station, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, you were definitely surrounded by it. Here, we have Kiss FM on in the hallways all the time in our building or the mix. Um, so he got stuck with, with, with country by him. But I, I, I like Eric Church, and my girl loves Eric Church. So we always go if he's in the area. So anyways, so going to see a concert there. Same thing. So a majority of people have been there is my point. So all these people said, I'm never going because of the tax. Y'all are gone. Y- you've gone. You may have been upset then. You got over it. You moved on. You went. They lost a World Series. Hmm? Not two series in April. A World Series. Some of you did good. 
Some of you held out and said, I'm not going back next year. Okay. Some of you may have made it a couple of years. But at the end of the day, y'all went back. Y'all went back. You know what's going to happen this time? Y'all going to go back again. Yeah, you are. Let's say they cancel April. Fine. You'll be back. You may not be back in May. You may still be angry in June. You're going to be back. This year, next year, year after, you're going to go back. That's my personal challenge to you. For all you people that are angry at the world because they canceled two old series in April and the world's ending for baseball, like this guy on Twitter, Eric, challenge. You're this mad. See if you can stay away for the rest of your life. See if you can never, ever watch another Brewers game, never, ever go back to the stadium again. That's my challenge to you. See if you can do it. Because I don't think you can. You may not, You may go, I'm not going back and giving my money again. Okay. So don't go back. That's on you. That's your loss. That's not their loss. That's your loss. But then you're going to watch them on TV, which means you're going to affect their TV ratings, which means they're going to make money off you that way. And don't go buying a, a sweatshirt or a hat or anything because that goes to them too. That, that's making them money too. So don't, don't do that. See how stupid it sounds when you have people talking about, screw baseball, it's dying, it's going to die, it's all over, sport's dead. It's nonsense. Just think about it. Not going anywhere. And if the NFL goes on strike, or they have a lockout, or whatever happens with them at some point, all going back, your season ticket over for the Packers, you're not giving up your tickets. Hell no, you're going. Or you're giving them to somebody else until you calm down. But you're going back. You're not going to miss watching Packer games. You're not going to give up watching the Packers over it. See, this is the thing that, 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 is, um, that is very interesting to me. It's not our money. It's not our money. They're arguing over their money. Not our money. Their money. They're arguing over splitting a pool of money that comes in revenue-wise from TV and so forth. Now, how do we play a role in it? Well, we play a slight role in it because if there weren't a ton of baseball fans, they wouldn't have the TV and streaming deals they have. If there wasn't a ton of NFL fans, you wouldn't have an $11 billion TV and streaming deal like the NFL does. Wouldn't. Because I'm telling you right now, you're not paying all that money if you don't have people watching the sport that that you're signing up for. If you're ESPN or CBS or or ABC or Fox or whatever. You're not paying all that money if you're not getting something out of it as a, a TV company. So, again, not our money. This isn't a fight about, hey, you know what? We're going to take ticket prices at the ballpark. And instead of you paying $30 a ticket, the owners want you to pay $60 a ticket and the players, they want you to pay $20 a ticket. And that's the fight. That's not the fight. They don't care about us. I'm here to tell you right now, neither side cares about you. Neither side cares about me. If you think anything differently, you're wrong. Plain and simple, you're wrong. They don't care. They care about getting their own That's what they care about. Just like you at your job, you care about making your money. 
making sure your check cashes, making sure your check from your company don't bounce, making sure that you are treated the right way, whether it be by getting a raise or going to another place to make you, give you more money, whatever, because it's about you and your family. And you want to be treated with the respect that you feel you're due and make as much as you can. It's no different here or with any other labor dispute in any other pro sport. None of it matters. None of it. The only thing that matters to you is you won't be able to see all the games this year. Okay. 162 games. And the world's ending because you're going to not see 162 games. You may see 156. You may see 140. You may see 130. You may see 120. It's over 100 freaking games. It'll be fine. You'll still determine a champion. Plenty of time to figure out who the best team is. It's all going to be fine. I promise you. This will all work itself out. Everybody needs to, in Harry Rogers' words, relax about this. Just chill. You want to see a baseball game? If they're not playing in May, Adam Roberts brought this up to me the other day. Go see the Milwaukee Milkmen right over here. Go see the Milkmen play over at the Rock in Franklin. What is it called? Franklin Field or whatever it's called now. Go, go, go watch it. Go watch them play. A lot of entertaining baseball. Minor league baseball. They're not going anywhere. Timber Rattlers. Go watch them play. You can watch baseball games. If you love baseball, plenty of baseball games for you to go watch. Go watch Northwoods League, right? You got all these college kids play here in the summertime. Go watch Northwoods League baseball. Don't let it ruin your summer because these dudes are arguing about how much money they each should have. And that involves you or I. The only reason it involves you or I is because, again, it's our entertainment. So now we have to find a different form of entertainment until that comes back again. It's like, here's an example. Maybe I'm crazy. It's like your favorite TV show. Okay? Whatever that is. Your favorite TV show. Well, when it's in season and all the episodes are new, it's great. You can't wait to get home and watch a new episode of your favorite TV show. Then eventually the season ends. And then you have to find something else to watch until your favorite TV show comes back out with new episodes again. Same as sports. It's no different. When baseball season ends, you have to wait to see baseball season start again. So now, fine. It's going to be delayed a little bit till baseball season starts again. But it's not getting canceled. Your favorite TV show, that can get canceled and never come back again. And then you got to watch reruns and reruns and reruns of it. Whatever that may be. They're not canceling baseball, and it's not going away forever. You're going to miss some games. They're going to play. It'll be okay. Just breathe. Just breathe. It will be fine. Don would chill us. Journey House College Sports Show joins us coming up next. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Tribute to wrestling uh, coming up this weekend. Baron Von Raschke, Rodal, Rikishi, Got meet and greets uh, you can do, autograph signings. Check it all out. MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Plus, got the uh, Friday Fish Fries uh, as well. Their new uniforms, new team name for a couple of games, too, coming up here. So, again, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Affordable family fun uh, is Milwaukee Admirals Hockey. Joining us now uh, is friend of the show. You hear him each and every Thursday night from 6 to 8 o'clock. Don Wachillis, uh, for the course of the Journey House College Sports Show, joining us now on the great Midwest Bank Hotline. Don, thanks for coming on. 
No problem, Sparky. Afternoon to you. Uh, first things first, congratulations. Nice gets uh, coming up tonight. Uh, you have a special guest on uh, tonight's show from 6 to 8. Who do you got? Yeah, Pat Baldwin is going to join us. and uh, Senior? I, I'll say it this Senior, yes. Senior yes. will be joining us. Um, there will be an unapologetic bias when it comes to him and when we're talking to him with regard to what happened yesterday and being released from UWM. Um, I'm just, I'm going to be very interested to hear his take, but in the times that we've spoken to coach, I know he will uh, completely take the high road and I'll save the low road for me and the professor later on in the show when it comes to that. Okay. So this is my thing. Uh, We saw it come across on the big show uh, from, Mm -hmm. uh, who was it? It was uh, Rosiak, Todd Rosiak, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. I read it on the air and I was stunned. Uh, and I was like, wow, this is a bad look. I mean, he gets his kid to go to you when he probably shouldn't have. He goes to you, uh, plays for you. Okay, he kid got hurt like he was in high school. Uh, wasn't able to play all that much. And you don't have a good record. And now his kid's going to go in the NBA draft. Uh, draft. It'll be a first-round pick probably. And now you get rid of his dad. Like, that's a horrible look. And then Gary Allerson was like, dude, how long has he been there? A couple of years? I didn't realize. I, well, I saw when I Googled it right away. 2017, and they've lost like every year that he's been there. So, I mean, from from that perspective, it's hard to argue. But optics wise, after you get your kid uh, to play there, a, a, a top recruit across the country, it doesn't work, and then you let him go the very following year. That that optics wise, it doesn't look very good uh, for UWM. Optics wise, it doesn't look good, and I think UWM is caught in a situation where. I think they want to be thought of as bigger than what they actually are. I'll hire Bruce um, Pearl back. They're, they're, they're a mid-major team that's trying to find their way. And I just I think there are more things that need to take place within that athletic department as opposed to just looking at your head coach and the one and loss record. So if you're if you're Milwaukee, they're saying they're gonna you know, go everywhere to try and find somebody. And they'd like to have somebody with some ties to the state in one way, shape, or form. Uh, she also said Amanda Braun, paraphrasing pretty much, they, they they don't need the perfect candidate necessarily. They want to get somebody in place. So if you were doing that coaching search, are you looking for the hot assistant in D1 to take him and, and bring him in? Are you looking for the next Bo Ryan? Uh, who's at a lower level to bring them in and give them a chance at the Division One for the first Division One head coaching job? Who's done really well at Division Two and really well at Division Three? Uh, where are you looking, Don? I'm looking at the lower levels, and I'm looking for somebody who had some success in our state, who showed that they could recruit uh, to bring some players in that have that affiliation already in place with many of the high school coaches or AAU coaches in the state of Wisconsin. So I I think UWM would be better off if they went and looked at the division three level. Um, I guess you could go division one and look at an assistant. I just want somebody who has a proven track record who can recruit and has had success in our state. I think if you're going to have success at UWM, maybe that's where you need to start. See, and uh, again, for me, if I if I would have had a a chance to pick one person where this would have worked, instead of going the way they went with Hamilton, with uh, Baldwin, I should say, the guy that I wanted that they did not hire was T.J. Otzelberger. That's who I wanted. 
That's a guy with local ties, was here in the state, recruited the state when he was at Iowa State as an assistant, uh, and they had their opportunity. I thought he was going to get it. He didn't get it. And now since then, he's been at UNLV and now back at Iowa State, uh, being the head coach there where he was for were so long. And now, I, I mean, he'll probably be there forever. But Otzelberger would have been the guy that I would have wanted. The one that, or the name at least for me, that keeps coming as far as just popping up is is Drew Diener. Drew Diener, who won a national championship at Stritch. I love Stritch. I've been a part of that uh, program now for the better part of 10 years calling their games. But let, if you can recruit at Stritch, you can recruit anywhere. And he could do that and bring in quality players there. He's shown he can coach. That would be somebody, again, on the radar, at least I would plunk on there. He's, he's right now at Rockhurst, which is in the Kansas area at a D2 school. Um, and it's a D2 school that was not winning. Um, they're, they're a perennial now 500 team, if not an above 500 team. So he, he's resurrected a program already. So th- there's a lot of check marks, at least in my book, that he would, he would knock off the page as far as what you're looking for to replace somebody like Pat Baldwin. Problem is going to be there 11 and 20 right now, six and 14 in the conference. I, to me, and I'm fine with Drew Diener. That's what you want to do. I mean, the Diener's name obviously is obviously, uh, very big with inside the state of Wisconsin and holds a lot of street cred. When you start talking about Travis Diener and his brother and cousins, whatever you want to say. Um, I just think whoever you bring in has to have had some success this year. If you're going to sell it to the fan base, you bring in a guy that isn't winning this year and has a bad record like Diener. How does the fan base latch onto that? How do the players latch onto that? Well, and this to me harkens back to what I said when we first began our discussion that I think the issue runs deeper within the athletic administration. So if you're going to sell even that program to a candidate, how do you go ahead and sell something that has been struggling? And I'm not even talking about the win and loss record. I'm just talking about the program in and of itself, facilities, uh, you can go right down the line, Sparky. So I think the administration has got some work to do. If they really think that they can just run out and there's going to be this plethora of candidates as you're describing them, I don't know right now if they're there with the track history that they have at the administration level. What about Travis Diener? I'm fine, but I have not heard any – uh, inclinations that Travis Diener wanted to jump into the coaching ring. Well, he was at like Marquette, remember? The family. He was at Marquette for a, for a cup of coffee uh, at well, one point. And, uh, yeah, and, and the cup of coffee, I think, is the issue there. I mean, I don't know if it, there were other attractions that pulled him away or if he just realized this is not necessarily the way I want to go, um, excuse me, with my professional career. Let's talk about Marquette. Last night, that game against DePaul, not exactly – uh, what you wanted uh, with a couple games left to go. They got one more game coming up uh, on Saturday against St. John's. And that game last night, free throws and rebounding, and especially offensive rebounding for DePaul, was really the big difference. Marquette should have been way up in that game at halftime. Instead, they went in half, I think, with a four or five-point lead, something like that. Uh, and then in the second half, it just completely fell apart on. They were as flat as flat gets yep. last night in that second half. I mean, it, it was tough to watch. It was tough to like log in that last 20 minutes watching that even as a fan because they looked listless. They looked tired. They looked out of sorts. And it almost seemed as if once DePaul got up on them that 
for the first time I saw a frustration on this Marquette team that I hadn't seen all year. And to me, that yeah, you get a little worried now as you head toward the various postseason tournaments that are they just tired? And, and we've seen time and time again under Wojo a very tired Marquette team. Now, granted, they ran that seven-game gauntlet that we talked about time and time again and did it wonderfully. Now it's how do we get this, these guys to regroup, get refreshed as they head into the Big East and then hopefully the NCAA tournament. There he is, Donald Chillis. Check him out coming up tonight. Patrick Baldwin Sr., the former coach at UW-Milwaukee, will join him and Dan Underberg tonight. Looking forward to it, 6-8. to Donald Chillis, thank you so much. Thanks, Sparky. There he is, Donald Chillis, uh, again, on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Applying for home renovation loan as you're feeling anxious, breathe, and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Have you ever thought about becoming your own boss? Now is the time. Time to join the Young Express team. Become a successful transporter of expedited freight. Drive from point A to point B. Pick stuff up, drop stuff off. Now, why Young Express? Well, they have a 24-7 dispatch team. Extremely dedicated. Take it very personal to keep drivers moving. You don't want to call back and then not hear back from them for a day or two because you're just sitting somewhere not making any money. What is key is that you're on the move, picking up or dropping off. That's how you make the cash. Now, you can drive locally, regionally, or nationwide. And with minimal investment in your own vehicle, Young Express provide you all the training necessary for you to become a successful transporter of expedited freight. Looking for full-time, independent contractors? You're going to work with Young Express, not for. Join the Young Express team today. You can find them at JUNGExpress.com. Young Express success drives them. Shaka Smart, next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. MilwaukeeAdmirals.com for affordable family fun. That is the best way to get your tickets, get your information on the schedule, all the different promotions. Make sure to check it out today, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Hey, March means plenty of 
important tournament action and the place to watch all the big games while enjoying your own indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TV, so watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room and settle down to some awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or QClubofWI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Earlier today on the Wendy's Big Show, we had Marquette men's basketball head coach Shaka Smart uh, on the show with Gary Ellison, Leroy Butler, and myself. And I started off asking them about how important, because I've always thought it was very important, that, look, you win rebounds, you win free throws, you can pretty much win the game. And wanted to see if Shaka agreed with me or not. No, I, I think there's a lot more to it than that, but that's, those things certainly help. I mean, if you make more free throws than the other team, uh, last night was 20 to eight. DePaul, um, you know, got us by 12 there. And if you grab more balls off the rim than the other team, you have a huge advantage. But I think you know, defending the three-point line, transition defense, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, defending the paint, all those things are really, really important as well. And then, uh, you, you know, as my friend Mr. Butler knows, even more important than any of those statistical categories is the connectivity and the and the collective spirit of the team. Oh, that's a fact. Absolutely. Shocker, this is Gary Ellerson. I must say former Badger, but most certainly rooting for you uh, as a person uh, going all the way back to when you were at Oregon uh, in Wisconsin over there. Uh, But my main thing for you is I think you've done a great job in a short period of time. I think it's tough as for a new coach to come in and then try to turn everything around so quick. I guess my question would be what has been the most difficult thing for you so far? in your new job at Marquette? Well, first of all, it's a, it's a great place. I really enjoyed being here. Uh, terrific people. And obviously, it's a, it's a place that really cares about basketball and has a passion for basketball and, and the tradition of basketball success. So I'm really grateful to be here. I think the biggest challenge any first-year coach has is just the fact that you don't have the long-standing relationships in place with your players that you would have, if, you know, if you'd been at a place two, three, four, five years and, and, you know, you've recruited guys and been around them and been through wars together. Um, you know, I, I think one of the things about sports is the more experiences you have together, as long as you stay connected, they should bring you closer together and give you more of a collective understanding of what goes into winning. So we're just getting started with that this year. Um, I think our guys have made some progress. Talking with Marquette men's basketball head coach Shaka Smart. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Shaka Smart. What about the relationships with the high school coaches uh, in the area? You know, obviously uh, you're from Wisconsin and you've been around the country, but talk about building those relationships now from a recruiting perspective. Yeah, I mean, I think the relationships with, with local coaches, wherever you are, is very, very important. And there's some great coaches in this area. Um, I, I think. The youth basketball, high school and AAU basketball um, coaching in the Midwest and, and in this area particularly is very, very good. And, you know, for that reason, we want to make sure that we're recruiting guys from this area because I'll tell you, it's a huge difference between a freshman that comes in from a great high school program and one that comes in maybe from a program that doesn't have the same standard for winning or, or, or discipline. So, um, yeah, I mean, we, we try to make our practices 
always open to coaches and teams. Um, you know, we do some clinics and some different things to connect with high school coaches, but definitely looking forward to continuing to build those relationships. Coach, it was a, it really was an honor to meet your family. Uh, the fellowship opened uh, last summer. Beautiful family, and we're glad to have you. I want to talk about styles of play because it, it, help me out with this now. The Big Ten, they slow it down a little bit. Maybe out west, they like to get up and down the court. You know, the Big East is a certain way. ACC is a certain way. Is it more of the conference style of play that you adjust to, or you have your system and it's more of the coach's personality that attracts uh, each your you know your guys on the team? Is it because we always knew like long time ago with North Carolina it was like the four corner stuff, but Jordan made yeah. it work. The style of play, where'd you get your style of play from? Yeah, I think it's both. I think it's, you know, it's certainly a there's conference, you know, kind of feel. For instance, in the Big East, I think because Villanova has had so much success recently, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of teams in our league that do certain things that, that mimic what they do, you know, maybe because that style has been successful, but also, you know, just to practice against it and, and, and try to counteract it. Um, you know, you mentioned North Carolina some of the dominant teams in different leagues, they in a lot of ways can dictate some of the style of play in those leagues. But at the same time, you know, teams are different. Like we play St. John's on Saturday. Mm-hmm. They're, I think one of the top two fastest teams in the country in terms of the tempo of their possessions, they press uh, much more than anyone in the league. Um, so, you know, I like a up-tempo style of play. I like playing fast, um, you know, players, generally like that, but it does take a level of discipline and accountability conditioning uh, to play that way. And particularly over the course of a long season, what I've learned is, you know, they are, the guys are human beings. So, you know, their energy level is, is at times going to be variable. Um, and so it's our job as coaches to, to, to put them in the best position based on where they are in that moment. Uh, Coach, what are some of your goals uh because we come into the, you got St. John Saturday. Because it used to be back in the day, win twenty games, you're at large bid. Or if you go deep in your own tournament before you get to the big tournament, you can make it. I mean, as a first year coach, you know, winning eighteen games, I think is amazing. It'll be nineteen Saturday. It, what do you tell your team the building blocks? We gotta do this to get to here. Do you draw on past experience when you were in the tournament and did very well? How do you get these guys who are ages 18, really 17 to 20, to all buy in to say the tournament, we they step it up. It's win or go home. Yeah. It's step, how do you get them to buy into that? I think the most important thing is, is trying to get them to be present, be in the moment. Um, you know, I'm sure you're reflecting back on your career. One of the reasons that you were able to have so, so much success is because you're able to focus on the current play, the current game. College basketball is interesting in that so much attention is paid to March, um, you know, but it's a long season. It starts in early November. So, you know, Mm -hmm. fortunately, you know, for our guys, you know, there's some light at the end of the tunnel. It is March. We've got one regular season game left, our conference tournament. And and then, you know, the the big tournament after that. So we we just have to keep building. Um, In terms of our goals, we value three things above all others, relationships, growth, and victory. So number one goal this year was just to come closer together because I don't believe a team can be its best 
unless you're playing and pulling for each other. Thanks. Um, that's in any, that's in any sport. Um, and next goal is just to help these guys literally grow as much as they can as people and as players. Um, this is such a formative time in their lives. Um, and, you know, sometimes that can be hard to measure. It's not just about statistics. Um, you know, sometimes it's, you know, what you see out there or the way a guy acts. Um, and then the last goal is, you know, every time we take the court, we want to win. But particularly when you get to March, um, you know, we want to win some meaningful games, you know, at the end of the year. And to do that, you have to be playing your best basketball. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what we're working towards here as we go towards our last regular season game. Talking with uh, Marquette men's basketball head coach Shaka Smart here on the Wendy's Big Show. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Shaka Smart. Shaka, can you talk about Marquette? In the, because I think it's different. I think it's a unique situation because uh, you don't have a, a football program at Marquette where like basketball now is, a, is, a, is the game. You play in an NBA arena. I think it has so much upside to as far as what, what younger kids want to see and towards recruiting. Can you talk about how special Marquette is not really having that football program, but when basketball is the everything at Marquette? Yeah, it means a lot. But I do have to clarify, the Packers are our football team. Um, but we, Nicely played. <laughs> Nicely played. Why well, you think his man. last name is smart, cuz? My man. We, we, my uh, man. But we, we really you know appreciate the fact that there's so much – uh, interest and support in basketball here at Marquette. And, you know, we're fortunate that because of the rich tradition here, you know, yeah. starting with Al McGuire and going, you know, all the way through, you know, Coach Crane and Buzz Williams and some of the great, you know, teams in, in recent memory. Um, because of that, you know, there's a, there's a level of passion and even a level of expectations of, hey, we, we want to do that again. You know, we want to have – success again. I was born in 1977, which is the year that Marquette won the national championship. So, um, you know, I'm not a young guy, so it's been a while, but the goal is to, you know, move closer and closer to find a way to, to realistically get back to put yourself in that type of position. College basketball has changed a lot in the last 44 years, um, but some of the same things go into winning as it relates to relationships and the way guys feel about each other and then helping your players be at their best in the most important moments. But it's great being at Marquette. It's a place that really values basketball. I love uh, the fact that we get to play in five-serve forum. I think as good of an arena as there is in the world to play basketball in, and our fans are very, very supportive. Hey, man, I want to talk about some of these players on your team. I mean, everybody wants to give Johnny Davis flowers and, and love, obviously, with Wisconsin and being in that National Player of the Year conversation, and I get it, and I'm down with it, but Justin Lewis is having himself one heck of a year for you all, too. He is, yeah, and, and John Davis deserves all the uh, accolades and credit he's getting. I, I think the thing that John Davis and Justin Lewis have in common is they both took monumental jumps from their freshman year to their sophomore year, and they both deserve a lot of credit for that. And I'll tell you, for Justin you know, his is even more of a challenging situation because he went through a coaching change right. in between his freshman and his sophomore year. Uh, but for him to dedicate himself to getting in better physical condition, to continuing to grow as a young man, get closer connected with his teammates, um, you know, grow in some of the specific areas of the game like shooting, rebounding, um, you know, the sky's the limit for him. I think he's getting better and better. 
He's 19 years old, so uh, he's got a lot of room where he can continue to grow and continue to mature as a person. My point to him from the beginning has been, in order to max out as a player, you have to continue to invest in your personal growth and development, and we're here to help you with that. And I really appreciate how receptive he's been with that. Coach, take me through the process of the uh, the interview process. And when you actually feel like you're going to get the job, you, you come on to your wife, you sit your family down and say, we're, we're going to Milwaukee. I mean, how does that – I mean, the excitement to be on this level – has to be amazing. But sometimes I think we get lost in our families have to travel with us when we when you're a coach. You I mean, you just never know how things every three or four years may pan out. I mean, how was that transition like? <laughs> There's no question about that. As you know, in sports, you know, things can be very fickle. Yeah. Um, somebody told me the other day, they said, it's the most conditional form of love. <laughs> uh, I, I, I never thought about it that way before. But yeah, for us, well, first of all, my wife, you know, is is is, is kind of the other way around. She's the, she's the leader on the, all the key decisions. So she was really excited, you know, about this opportunity when it came up. And she was, you know, as involved as I was in the decision-making process. Um, you know, it, it, it felt like a really good fit for us as a family. Uh, we have a, a daughter named Zora who's 10 years old. And, you know, it's been a, a good transition for her. And, you know, we just tried to get here and, and, and hit the ground running from the standpoint of building relationships, both with people here at Marquette and then also in the community. Um, obviously, COVID has made that more challenging over the last, you know, couple of years. But I, I think it's, you know, it's, things have gone fast, but it's it's been enjoyable just getting to know people and, and excited about continuing to do so. There he is, Shaka Smart, Marquette. Marquette men's basketball coach. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Coach Shaka Smart. Uh, just a huge, huge hire uh, for Marquette. Huge hire. We were talking with uh, Donald Chillis, uh, Journey House College Sports Show tonight, 6 to 8. He's going to have Pat Baldwin, a senior on, who just recently got released from UWM as far, far as possible guys. A Butch uh, tweets at Sparky Radio, says Tanner Bronson to UWM. He and Lamont Paris completely turned Chattanooga around. They just won their conference, I believe. Uh, as well, I, I went and uh, Googled uh, Tanner Bronson and uh, Chattanooga. I'm in. Tanner Bronson, Bo Ryan, Badgers, whole deal. Uh, so, yeah, I'm in. Tanner Bronson it is. I'm with I'm with Butch on Twitter uh, and saying I- I'm all for Tanner Bronson. Go hire him. Hey, March means days are getting longer. Warmer temps are on the way, and that big tournament will be getting started soon. Some of us are already dusting off the patio for some early spring grilling. I think I'm going to grill on Sunday, actually. I don't think we're supposed to have any rain. I think it's supposed to be windy, but I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna grill on Sunday. All the more reason to be shopping for delicious food from our master butcher, Robert Specialty Meats. Ever the innovator, Paul Roberts is sharing a fresh way to enjoy the variety of delicious cherry wood smoked beef snacks, beef sticks, I should say, this week by grilling one up as a gourmet hot dog. Let me see if I got this right. You take a beef stick and you grill it. They're all beef, natural casing, and bursting with flavors that you just love, like their honey barbecue, jalapeno, and cheddar or classic original. Lean and meaty without all the fillers of traditional hot dogs. You'll also find over 30 varieties of original sausages and brats, from mild to hot at Robert's Specialty Meats. Call them today at 262-549-MEAT. 262-549-MEAT. For the best selection, when you visit, make sure... To check out uh, some of the original beef jerky, the perfect snack treats anytime. 
You can also check them out online at robertspecialtymeatswaukesha.com for money-saving coupons. For the best in meats, there's only one place. Robert's Specialty Meats, your hometown butcher. Coming up next, we'll check in with Rami Makhlouf. He returns today to host his show, The Rami Show, coming up at 3 o'clock. We'll talk with him straight ahead. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Affordable family fun. Check them out now, milwaukeeadmirals.com. This segment is sponsored by... Sponsored by Tally's Tap and Eatery. Thursday is their special on boneless wings plus tall boys on tap for just $2.50. Follow them on Facebook for other updates. Tally's Tap and Eatery, Sunset Drive in Waukesha, right down the street from Robert's Specialty Meats, actually. We just talked about it last night. It sure is. It's right there. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, Rami Makhlouf is here. I am. Uh, had a day off yesterday. Not really, but yeah. Uh, why? Were you on the score yesterday? Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. Yes, sir. So how did that go? It was good. It's fun. Uh, right. I yelled about the lockout. Had uh, my guy Cody Decker on. You had him on there too. Talked some bulls. Yeah, yeah. Change your mind on the bulls yet? Are you still being a wet blanket? Um, no, I'm I'm not a wet blanket, and I haven't changed my mind. I so just, you're still there. I just, just know what they are. So what are you saying? Are you saying they're gonna get bots like the first round? Second. Second round. Second round. Yeah. They're just not on the level of the the Bucks, the 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 Nets, or they have the not, Sixers. They have not been healthy to make that statement. Blonzo Ball was out. Caruso was out. They're three and fourteen mm. against against the teams that are top five. In but they conference. haven't been healthy. Yeah, neither has anybody else. I, I understand. I'm just saying, if if they can get healthy, I, I don't you know, know you know my theory. I, I like the Bulls more than you like the Bulls, you which know, is scary because I never thought I'd say that. You, but. you know my theory, and it's not it's not my theory. I know it's, best it's player, best player wins the series. I know what you say. And the reason the Bucks won it. the reason the Bucks won a championship last year is because they had the best player in every series, and Giannis Antetokounmpo, and they have the best player on the planet, which mm-hmm. is why I feel good about their chances of winning a title again. And I don't I, know if the Bulls can beat the Bucks, but I think they can make it a damn good series. I don't. Think, I think Cleveland, Philly, the Nets, and the Bulls all. Can give the Bucks a run for their money in a series. I don't know if any of them will beat them in a they series. Can push them to but maybe, I think, maybe six games. Yeah, I but, think they can. I think all of yeah, them can make it. A I've, series. I've said. The, I don't think the Bucks are sweeping in. I was saying on Bart's show this morning actually that every every step along the way on the path to a championship this year is harder. The, Yo, the, the, for the sure. early round playoff is is going to be tougher. Is a beast. The, the, whoever you have to go through to get to to the finals is going to be tougher than who you saw last year, and whoever you see in the finals is going to be tougher right. than who you saw last year. Yeah. What do you got coming up on the show today? On there, the show Mr. today, Matt. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. We will start off the show talking about those Bucks and about that win last night. Was that a big win? Are there big wins in the regular season anymore? Or are we just waiting for the playoffs? We'll get to no, that at I 3 think, o'clock. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. If this was November, December, I wouldn't have cared. Um, I would have watched because it's Miami and I hate Miami. Um, so from, that, from a personal standpoint, sure. But I think now, once we get into March, now these games, to me, Everybody's different mm-hmm. to me. Now they start meaning something. I mean, the majority of your schedule is against teams above 500 left. I think there's like three or four games with teams that aren't very good. Yeah. The rest of your schedule is pretty much playoff teams. So now it starts to mean something. Now is when, okay, Brooke Lopez, um, now it's now, now, ticking. Soon. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll get you through next week. After that, I need to see, start seeing something here. We're mm-hmm. about a month out. So for me now. It's not like Brooke Lopez can just walk in the playoffs and correct. be Brooke Lopez. Right. And we don't even know if he'll even beat Brooke Lopez in the playoffs to what he was before coming right. off a back back injury. So let's let's start to see what this thing is going to start to look like because we brought it up earlier with Leroy. Bobby Bobby Portis has had an unbelievable year. Gary's like he's had a career year. He mm-hmm. has, but Bobby Portis is going to have to go back to the bench when Brooke Lopez comes back. Now Bobby Portis is going to have to adjust to coming off the bench again and being in his new role and getting acclimated with that. 
I think there's going to be something to that too. So, yeah, I mean, sooner the better on Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez has to be Brooke Lopez for Bobby to get pushed back to the bench. It's not just day one, Bobby back to the bench. Well, no, because Brooke will be on a minutes restriction, I think. Yeah. I don't know for sure. You'd think so. Um, but once Brooke Lopez's minute restriction is up, Bobby Portis is going back to the bench. Bobby Portis cannot block shots like Brooke Lopez um, and is not a big body like Brooke Lopez necessarily. So, regardless, I need Brooke Lopez in the starting lineup being a rim protector. That's what they're missing desperately. That's what they need from him. I don't care if he doesn't shoot threes all that well, just hit a couple. Uh, I don't need a ton of offense from him. I need him more for blocking shots, and keeping guys away from the rim. That's what I want uh, Brooke Lopez back for. So we'll talk about that game last night at the start of the show. 345, the latest in Rodgers watch. Frank Madden will be here from the Locked On Bucks podcast to talk more Bucks at 4 o'clock. I want to know where, where baseball fans are at, just in general. Just in general, where 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 are you at? Where where are you at, baseball? Where are you at with baseball right now? What's your relationship? I ranted for the first fifteen minutes of the show. I'm not going to rant again. What's, so what's your relationship with baseball alone. right now? Is kind of my question. And what are you filling the void with? What are you What are you going to fill the baseball void with, Sparky? What are you What are you doing? What am I doing? Yeah. What are you filling the baseball? Well, hopefully void the with? hopefully the, the 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 kid at home makes a high school team, and I'll be filling with high school baseball. Hmm. Yeah, That's and right. if not high school baseball, I've got the Milwaukee Milkmen. I've got the the Chinooks. That's There's plenty. Right. Uh, the Timber Rattlers in Appleton. There's plenty of baseball around here to go watch. A ton. It doesn't nobody cares? Doesn't do anything for me. No, and that's fine. That's your deal. Right. But these idiots, and you're an idiot. Uh, that are tweeting at me, baseball's dead. It'll never be the same. Da 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 da. Just knock it off. Stop. It's not dead, but it might. They be could dying. miss April. They could miss May. Whatever. Oh, stop it. Oh, oh, oh Can you're you right. Not say you're, those things you, out loud, please. You're, you're right because you, after the last strike, said you're never going back. I never said that. Right. So many people did, Rami. But it doesn't have to be me. They all come back. Y'all are coming back. I don't care how many games they miss. Y'all are coming back. You're all going back. It's like this from an entertainment perspective. You watch your favorite TV show. And when there are new episodes, you're very excited. Then the finale comes, and now you've got to wait to the next season. And then the next season comes, and you watch it again. Same with any sport, right? NFL gets done. Now you got it. Well, the NFL goes year-round kind of now, but games-wise. Then comes back. You watch it. Fine. So there's a delay to your favorite thing from happening again. But you're going to get it. TV show could be canceled. May never see it again. This is not being canceled. The Major League Baseball is not going away. It's not a, you'll never see this again. Your kids will never get like to experience I told you before. another Brewers game. You're all going back. You're all going to watch. You're all going to buy Brewers crap. Just all this drama and nonsense about how the sport's dying and all this crap. Spare me that. Spare me the nonsense. When the rains come out and there's millions of people watching again, I don't want to hear about it. Like I told you before, it's not going to go now away. Now you made me rant again. It's not going to go away. Like it's not going to turn. Of course to, not. It's not going to turn to dust. And no. baseball stadiums aren't going to be ghost towns in 20 years. Nope. But it could go the way of boxing. Oh, you think that's what's going to happen? I think it could very well yeah. go the way of boxing. I foolishly said the same thing about the NFL with concussions and everything else was going on. The NFL is king, dude. The NFL is thriving. And it didn't go anywhere, obviously. No, this was years ago when the concussion movie came out and everything else. That never slowed anybody they down. They changed the rules. Now we're on the verge of two-hand touch in that league. But they changed the rules. They watered it down. It's not the same league that it was. But like you said, NFL is king. People are going to watch. Baseball has been around for a million years. It's not going anywhere. 
Nowhere. It's youth baseball. Youth ball. Youth baseball is just fine. And when the Brewers are in the playoff run, there'll be packed stadiums in Milwaukee. There'll be packed stadiums around the country in playoff time. Regardless if there's six teams, eight teams, or ten teams, whatever city has a playoff team, people will be going to watch those games. Don't care how many teams are in the playoffs on either side. It will not matter. Those cities will support those teams and think that that team has a chance to do something. And even if they don't, they're going to buy the playoff T-shirt. Buy the playoff hat, buy the playoff tickets, and support their team. And all you hardcore guys that think it's rooting the sport, it's becoming like the NBA, which, by the way, is doing pretty good. It's becoming like the NHL. The NFL's on its way to having half the league in the playoffs, too. Ain't going to be any different there. Everybody's going in the same direction. They already have half the league in the playoffs. Again, that's where everybody's going. The NBA was out in front of it first and got made fun of. And now all of your other favorite sports have joined in and realized how smart David Stern was all those years ago when they put this thing into play to begin with. Again, see, I didn't want to talk about it. I rang the first 15 minutes about this this whole stupid notion about baseball and, oh, it's the end of the world because they missed six games. Who cares how many games they miss? I'm going to live my life. You're going to live your life, and life's going to be fine. Rami Makhlouf is up next. Who's I didn't on your finish show? telling you what's on my Who's show. Who's on your show? Now you just got me mad. Go. Draft Who's on mockery your show? at 445. And uh, Russell Dorsey of Bally Sports. New show, The Rally. There on Valley He's Sports. a Chicago guy, ain't he? Every afternoon. Wasn't he a Cubs four. writer? He was uh, the Sun-Times Cubs beat writer. Yeah. Now he's big time. Follow now him he, on Twitter. Now he's the Valley Sports MLB insider and host of the Rally. National. When was the last Blowing time up. anybody went to the Valley Sports website? I'm, I'm asking you a question. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, I'm not demeaning Russell Dorsey, but you said Valley Sports insider. And my question is, when was the last time anybody went to the Valley Sports website? When we used I to did have, to read Russell Dorsey's piece on the lockout. Don't scream. The Fox Sports Wisconsin website, they used to have people employed there. You're Paul Limig was one of them. Mm-hmm. They fired all of them. You're a rude person. Never went back to their website. You're a rude person. I have not even, not one time. You I'll give I, it a, I'll give it a shot for you. I've not been to that website once ever since Valley Sports came on. So what Bucks stuff have you read on the Valley Sports website? Brewer stuff? Anything? Who is the Brewers or Bucks writer for Valley Sports? Do they even have one? Pedja, they don't. I encourage you to check out Russell Dorsey's work at Valley Sports. That's a national guy. He's a That's, very good that, writer. That, but again, this is what ha- this is why he has to be on your show to tell people because I didn't. know. Everybody has to promote. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I didn't know. I had no idea. I didn't know where he went. I just knew he wasn't covering the Cubs anymore. Start my show. See, got me fired up. Got you fired up. This is why we do crosstalk every single day to make us happier. It does, but it's got Mickey on it, so it's all right. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.